yo welcome back wow it's been so long i know i take all these brief hiatuses for whatever reason but it's fine you know what i'm saying we're still in the midst of a pandemic and sometimes creatively you're just like not feeling it and you don't really want to produce content of that manner but had 20 episodes down you know what i'm saying this is number 20 20 20 and i am pleased to be joined by an amazing artist who i've known for a very long time they have been killing it as of late gearing up with their new album that they just announced is dropping april holy 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 uh that's crazy if you haven't listened to 2020 the album then i don't know what's wrong with you if you haven't listened to the plethora of singles that have dropped including control which is big in brazil right now fam if you haven't listened to that yo you're 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 dumb fam i'm just saying you need to go do that right now on all streaming services but shout out to the hobby dj sb wow go on are you dealing with fam you need to unmute your mic what's going on Bro, you muted me, and then you expect me to unmute myself? Yeah. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> what the hell? I never knew that was my responsibility. Fam, this is this is this teamwork makes the dream work. All so right. you're supposed to help me help you. You know what I'm saying? Okay, my nigga, what's going on? How are you? I'm good. It's it's good to hear you. Um, the last time I feel like we had some kind of. A conversation that wasn't involved in WhatsApp. It was, uh, <laughs> it was back in like family meeting times. But we don't have to get into any of that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's great to have you here. Just like a brief history for people who like may not know about like you know our connection. Obviously, everything is like through Twitter. That's essentially how we met. But. I knew of who you were back when you were going by <clears throat> Kesarov. Oh my god, why would you say that, bro? Because I had to for the history, fam. People need to know. Oh like man's god. been in the trenches from time, dog. Oh my god. <laughs> what are you embarrassed? Yes. <laughs> I want to be in Wu Tang so bad. Oh Lee. You you ran you ran your name through the Wu Tang name uh, generator. Yeah, that's what you came up with. Yes, no. Say word, <laughs> bro. You didn't even follow me back those times, so I don't know why you're trying to act brand new. Wow, why why you gotta be all that? All why right, you gotta then. be all that. All right then. Why you gotta be all that? You're the one. You're the one with like the the big up singles. You're popping up all over the place, getting your 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 label deals, getting advances. Talking about you're not talking to broke niggas no more. <laughs> like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not obligated to. <laughs> Holy! First and foremost, congratulations on all your successes, especially like you know getting a new crib. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How's it feel? What do you mean? How does it feel? I just had to buy a couch, nigga. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> what the hell? Honestly, though, it's just strange. This is a really. I feel like. I've been living the same reality for the past like 10 years. So mm-hmm. everything's just kind of being shook up right now. And um, yeah, it's terrifying. But what else? Like if it's not terrifying, then it's just going to be boring. So I you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's a matter of like, you have to step into new comfort zones 
um, because that's really where you thrive. You thrive outside of the circle that you're so used to. And for you to take a step in a direction that was absolutely terrifying for you. And I know that like, you know, you're very open about your experiences as you navigate through life, which makes you um, so unique as it is because you're so transparent and you're <laughs> very open about any and all views that you have. Um, but it's been great to witness the growth, you know what I'm saying? From all the way back from Screwface Wicked Days, fam. Oh my like, god, that song sucks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, God, let let go of that song. It's not a good song. <laughs> it was good at the time, okay? It okay, got man's hype. Correct. It got it got man's hype. At least, so oh man. don't, don't don't even act like it didn't. Listen, we we go back to your know, manic luxury days, okay? Like you had me hosting, you had me host your show. Oof. That was a time. It was a time. But when you look at what you were doing back then with Screwface Wicked, with Mac Luxury, with all, like, all the uh, collaboration tapes that you had, and like you know, just really feeling your way through things, how would you describe that kind of transformative period of growth as an artist um, to get to the point of where you're at now? Um, I feel like those were probably my more frustrating times because... You're putting in all of this effort. You're putting in all of this money, and you're not really seeing any return on investment. Mm -hmm. But it's those moments where you're supposed to kind of uh, keep your head down and, and, and keep keep. I hate the word, but keep grinding. Um, because like, it's, there's always a notion that in the music industry or in any industry, it takes about ten years until mm -hmm. you really start seeing your flowers or you really start uh, gaining any sort of. Um, financial stability or just even just getting noticed to the mm -hmm. to the point where it actually makes it kind of worth it for you so mm -hmm. um finally getting to this point is cool i'm still looking for more of course i don't feel comfortable yet but um th those times when i was recording manic luxury and um rap till i'm rich and all of the um times where those were times where I was kind of experimenting with my sound as well mm -hmm. so I really didn't have everything really wasn't as comfortable as I am now I was really just trying to fit the mold as to what was kind of hot at the time popular at the time and um I finally kind of come into a sound that makes sense not only for me but just for my voice my cadence my flow uh mm -hmm. it, it kind of just makes a lot more sense where I am now with my sound and stuff like that. So it's a lot more comfortable for me to release music and I'm a lot more confident in it as well. Yeah. So um, those times were probably my more difficult times, to be honest. And honestly, it's about embracing those struggles, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, in order to get to where we're at now, to, like to really appreciate that journey and like, you know, the come up is real. Mm -hmm. I feel like for me, where you're at currently, when you sent me I Wonder, that's where I was like, what is this? This is, the, like, I I just knew that it would be a breakout song because of the fact that, like, you know, you had the, you had the sample itself. It was really bouncy. It was really energetic. There's dance, like, there's a lot of dance vibes with it. And I couldn't stop playing it, mm -hmm. like, at all. 
But I also feel like consciously a lot of like, you know, the kind of mellow uh, sounds looking at space from a submarine. And I don't know, you know, how you feel about it today, but I feel like that was a real shift in terms of where you, you feel like your music was evolving into, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Looking at space. Um, definitely. It definitely was um, a, a project where, I uh, stuck my neck out a little bit differently. Um, mm-hmm. I like that record, but again, I wasn't confident. I wasn't as confident as I am putting out 2020, the album, and my next album now, and the singles that I have coming out now, because um, even though this, the sound was different, it was mm-hmm. still trying to adhere to like the shit that's popping right now, mm-hmm. or like the things that I thought people wanted to hear. Whereas now, I'm just literally making music for myself mm-hmm. and um, being confident in my ear for just uh, being on something that sounds different. Mm-hmm. Like, even though I get a lot of comparisons, it's still comparing to the niggas that um, just came in and did things differently and sounded differently. So um, as much as I love those records, the, the old records, and I don't have them on all DSPs anymore. I just have them on like Bandcamp and SoundCloud. As, yeah. as, as, I still love those records, but um, there's like a chip on my shoulder about them, to be honest. Absolutely. And I think the the biggest thing is, you know, being an artist in any avenue in Toronto, it can be very blood-sucking. It can be very exhausting. And I know that you've like, you know, experienced it. But I think where I have to applaud your your continued growth and your efforts is the fact that you kept going and you're just like, you, you know what? I'm just going to continue to put this music out. I'm going to evolve. I'm going to reach out to different people. I'm going to collaborate. I'm going to try all of these different things to get me to a place where, you know, I really want to be. And then once I find my footing in that sound, and, you know, kind of build confidence within that, then I'm going to be golden. And I think that you've done that. And so what has, what really has been driving you to continue to be persistent and consistent with like, you know, the output of music that you've been putting out? Well, I'm actually seeing like major, major results um, mm-hmm. because of all of, but that's because of the 10 years I put prior into learning how to record better, learning which beats, uh, learning to have like a good ear for beats, um, marketing, branding, all of those things. Um, Because I've struggled with it and had my time um, trying to like invest in myself, Mm -hmm. I'm finally seeing the return on investment now, even though I, I honestly think it could be a lot bigger, but it'll get there. But I'm finally seeing little things align for me. So it makes it a lot easier and a lot more fulfilling for me to make music when it's bringing such great things into my life. Um, so yeah, that's the, the, the continue. It's just, I love doing it and it's actually beginning to be a sustainable career for me, which has always been the dream. So it's just like, I'm living up, um, all of the things I used to daydream about. So mm-hmm. that's basically the thing that keeps me going. I, once you hit a certain, uh, once you hit a certain place in the music industry, 
or just financially or whatever it is you just want more at certain points yep um yep. but i feel like i'll be satisfied at a certain point but I'm, I'm not right now so i can't really be comfortable you're hungry and and it shows because you know dropping all these singles you're just like mm, i'm working on another one and then you're like all right album's done but i'm working on another album yeah it's like all right i'm just continuing to push where it's so and and that's what it takes right because it's not just like you know you're oversaturating just putting stuff up but you're putting out quality you know what i'm saying and 2020 the album is something that just i i love the like the whole initiative of it because it was like a crowd funded project where you saw a lot of people from toronto where you know usually it's like oh well you know toronto doesn't really support it. and i know that you were probably hesitant on putting out a gofundme because you didn't want next people looking at you like oh they're broke pocket you know yeah, what I'm niggas was trying to call me broke i'm like what the fuck <laughs> so if you set up something that said yo these people are gonna help me pay for something that i really want to come out and you want to do it too like stop mm. act, stop acting like a fucking idiot bro like <laughs> niggas is trying to <laughs> niggas is trying to make fun of me for people supporting me financially that wanted to see my work and it was the weirdest thing i've ever seen but it's fine. Like again, it's, it's very vulnerable to ask people for money. Yes. Um, but at the same time, I was asking people for money to provide them with something that I really wanted to give, not only to myself but to them as well. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was just like people paying to have their favorite artists release something that they're gonna enjoy. Like um, after after it kind of hit me that people actually holy shit, like, people actually want to hear my music. Mm-hmm. Um, it really showed really how ambitious I am to even think of some shit like that um, and even put my, my neck out there to say, yo, I'm working part-time mm-hmm. uh, at retail right now. It's hard. I can't afford the rest of this fucking album. Please help. Like, yeah, that's, that's to me, one of the bravest things somebody could be is vulnerable in that sort of sense. So they make fun of me. Like, what the fuck? Like, my nigga, it was, it was just tragic. If it, was, if it was anybody else, they wouldn't have cared. But because exactly. it was me. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, like speaking to, you know, your identity, your gender nonconforming, also lesbian. And it's just like, you know, unconventional, um, appearance in music, but it doesn't even matter because you're you're skilled, you're talented. But how do you feel like your identity has factored in into the kind of freeing feeling, I guess, in making the music that you do? Hmm. Um, I'm I'm more so just able to be myself in um, the real world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I don't really touch much about my identity and sexuality and stuff in the music mm-hmm. um it, it just made me a lot more comfortable in my body in my mind to kind of reclaim um gender and understand uh gender as a social construct and why growing up certain people would say certain things that might have like traumatized the fuck out of me mm-hmm. um but at that moment I reclaim that pain because you just got to understand that nobody kind of knew any better. Yeah. Yeah. And if there were 
people like me um, in the public eye, it would have been easier to be like, hey, look at, you know, this person here and they are gender non-conforming and they wear uh, sneakers and fitteds and they're a girl, but they're not, you know, it's not anything that should be made fun of or, or seen as weird or, you know what I mean? So, um, I, in, with the music and just like with the, with just being noticeable and in, in the public eye, a public figure, that's kind of where I'm, I'm aiming to be that, that person that, you know, gives people the confidence to say, holy shit, gender is stupid. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do. That's not kind of, um, forcing any habits that society has like rules that society made up one day and said okay yeah this is this is what we're gonna roll with exactly Um, like you're this you're in this box you're in this box this is how you need to conduct your life yeah fuck that like if i want to wear alan iverson braids then i want to wear alan iverson braids like why the fuck it has nothing to do with me wanting to be a boy i think alan iverson is cool like exactly um so yeah that's that's more so where i'm aiming to use my identity on the forefront, but in terms of like the music, I I rarely like. I think that shit is so corny. Like, yeah, just <laughs> I try like, utilizing utilizing your identity as a way to like you know kind of get you know the ears, the clicks, yeah. likes, views, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah that stuff it's is just gonna be you. Yeah, yeah. that stuff is so like people want to be inspirational, but they don't understand that sometimes it can just come off like corny. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if you just be yourself. And uh, like have the music translate through that instead of yelling about identities every thirty seconds and why you're not doing getting this done third. It's just mm. um, it's boring to be honest. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, as a single, be you, fam. At right. the end of the day, the message is be you, fam. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but <laughs> what's what's been crazy just because of like you know the the history of our interactions and, you know, uh, like our friendship as it's evolved through the years, like seeing you, like <laughs> one of, one of the greatest highlights, of, I guess it's probably like a, a low light for you, uh, finding out about Zellers. <laughs> Bro, are you talking about Target? Target. Holy smokes. <laughs> Oh, but you found, when, you found, when you found out about that, <laughs> the no, you have to you have to explain it. Now. Nah, oh the my funniest God. thing about that was, I I woke up and like we had no like kind of indication that they were about to close down every fucking store. The thing is, like, I built that store from the ground up. Like when we went into that store, they had nothing up. We put mm-hmm. up all the shelves, all the everything. So yeah, I woke up. I checked my phone and man's are just roasting me saying that like Target's gone. I'm like, what do you mean Target's gone? They're like, yo, they're shutting it down. I'm like, what? So I refreshed my Twitter and I seen CP24 and the man said, yo, Targets are about all Targets about to shut down right now. And I just, I just started tweeting. I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. Like, how do I get fired on my day off? And like, like, and I'm just sitting there just trying to make a joke out of everything because that's kind of how I cope with a lot of things. But mm. the funniest thing is, and I don't, I don't think a lot of people know this. The funniest thing is, I got fired before they even closed it because I stole some Bob Marley headphones. <laughs> I stole some Bob Marley headphones. 
Bro, I said, yo, dog, they brought me to the, they caught me, they caught me and they brought me to the room and they're like, yo, do you have anything to say for yourself? I'm like, no, fuck you guys. Do you think I would have stole from you guys if I, the place was not like shutting down? You guys didn't give one merry fuck about us and where the fuck we're going when this all happens. So yes, I'm going to steal some shit. Like me and my niggas, we'll just be like not oh, doing shit. any work. Like the few last days, we're in the grocery aisles just eating all the fucking snacks and shit on our oh on our God. on the floor. And then like the customers were just so disgusting. A customer one time, I remember I couldn't find something for her, and she's like, mm. This is exactly why you guys are closing. I was like, Okay. <laughs> I walked like, away. Okay, Margaret, nobody asked. And then I walked away. She came back, she's like, I'm so sorry. You just lost your job. I'm like, bro, you know, come on, come on my face. <laughs> yeah, so I got fired. I couldn't even get my severance package because I got fired before everything just Oh um, my god! Thing, but it was funny. Yeah, I saw like a few video games and Bob Marley headphones. Oh, wow! Damn! Yeah. <laughs> you were wild. You're just like you know what? Bro, you, th- you think I would have done that if fucking they were they weren't closing? Obviously. Yeah. No. Yeah. I you know, know what I mean? Like, yeah. fuck, I don't. I just don't be stealing from niggas like that. Yeah. She's like, yo, these guys fucked me over. Fucked over like so many people. A lot of elderly people work there too. Oh yeah, um, people. Were it was used- a big deal because, yeah, like was. you know, it, it's the fact that like you know, HBC like you know HBCs sold out, and then you know we lost Zellers; those were being converted to Target. And it's just like, okay, cool, we have Target here. After not, we don't have to go all the way to the states to go to Target anymore. We don't have to go to Buffalo across the border just to go to Target. Target's coming here Bro, with Canadian prices. It, it was whatever. just so random. Like it was just so random. Like nothing indicated like it was it was it was um it wasn't always busy in there yeah. at all and yeah. but it's just like where where i was it was just newly built it was a keelan sinclair area so they were just building around the stockyards so that's oh, okay okay that, I know was, that, is. that was before they even had like the chipotle up there and the five guys mm-hmm. and everything like that came later so it was still relatively new to people like people didn't even know but then these these dumbass niggas put two bra- targets in Brampton. Like, wh- what the hell? Why would you do that? Where they had one in um, Trinity. No, they had one at Square One, and then there was the next one in Saga, I think. But they were so close to each other. And it's just like, bro, what? And then there was one like they, they just kept building them in the strangest places. Like, what the hell? That not makes sense. What the fuck you guys doing? Like, and then <laughs> uh, yeah, and then again they they were people were expecting. American prices, and it's just like that's not how things work. Yeah, that's not how it works at all. Yeah. Like, listen, I still my iPod Classic. I'll never forget because they built they had one in uh, in East York, and I went down uh, to you know with my bike, my new bike, and then I got a iPod Classic. I still have it to this day, but it's just like if I had known that they were shutting down, I'm just like shit. I should have bought two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bro, like. The, the, and the thing is, they anything that you could find there, you could basically find at Walmart. Like, yeah, exactly. There was no incentive to kind of shop there other than like, ooh, it's Target that came from yeah. America. But like, yeah, the job itself was so soft. Like, all I did was chill in the electronics area and put yeah. and put shit away. Like, it was such a soft it's job. Not, yeah, it's not minimum wage thing, alright. Hundred percent. And like, the fraudsters would come true and swipe bare credit cards. <laughs> uh, I see niggas I see niggas right now on the timeline talking about 
grind or shine, shine or grind, or wake up and and grind. And these are yeah. the niggas that are were in Target fucking swiping up beer fraud credit cards and putting Expose them, them. And, don't, and putting them on gift cards. <laughs> I'm like fuck you, bro. It's like, um, did you ever watch Money and Violence? Mm-mm. Okay, so there's a there's a character on Money and Violence. I forgot his name. Um, but he was like a scammer and then he had like, you know, the whole gift card scheme going on and everything else. So it was, it was hilarious. So the fact that you rehashed that memory for me is like really hilarious. But the fact that you went through <laughs> that experience at Target is like you have a lot of stories to tell. And I feel like everybody has like that that come up story. For me, it obviously was kitchen stuff plus oh, and man. you know, <laughs> working at um Kennedy in progress, then working at Young and Eglinton, and finally working on Orpheus Road until I was just like, you know what? I'm off this. I'm 22 years old because obviously I felt like I was a big one at 22, 23 years old. Mm. I was like, I can't be doing this anymore. I can't be doing this retail thing anymore. And then I just quit. And then the rest is history. But it's it's great to have like, you know, the hilarity of the humble beginnings intertwined into your success story. And I feel like that's what you have. And you're continuing to like, you know, grow on that. I do need to ask about how the collaboration came about with Control because mm-hmm. that's a whole Brazilian artist. Mm-hmm. And because of the fact that it speaks to you collaborating with people outside your own zone and outside your circle, which like, you know, leads to more success because, you know, collaboration, teamwork, uh, you know, makes a dream work and you've literally been making your dreams work. Mm-hmm. So how did that even come to be like did you reach out did somebody reach out to you they like your music all that other stuff so what happened was uh this brazilian dj reached out to me and he found my 2020 the album somehow i don't i don't remember how but he was listening to front i think because what happened was front and like pharrell got a lot of good press and mm-hmm. we're on a lot of playlists on a Spotify editorial playlist. So it was reaching a lot of people. So he reached out to me and said, yo, Hey, I was just listening to front like Pharrell. I love it. And then I went to the next song and I realized that you sampled my song. I was like, huh? He's like, yeah, what? you sampled my song. Like the song that you use in the, in just be cool. That's my band song. I'm like, oh shit, this wow. nigga, this nigga's either gonna be ecstatic as fuck or sue the shit out of me. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're okay. just like, damn, am I gonna, am I gonna lose out on this song? He's like, oh, I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, yo, no, don't worry about it. Like, I love the song, I love collaborating. Don't, don't ever have to worry about me gunning for you for it. Yada yada. So, so then he goes on to kind of post me, and he's like really big out in Brazil, and his band is really big out in Brazil, and I had somebody else follow me. Um, that's also big, and he posted me as well. And I think he he recommended me to Nil, and he's like, "Yo, you need to check this artist out." And then um, Nil and I followed each other. And the thing I love about loved about Nil and what brought me kind of like was kind of like, "Oh my gosh, uh, his artwork." So I love just like cartoons, making myself mm-hmm. into a cartoon mm-hmm. or any sort of kind of like animation drawing thing. And he um loves that too and he just had some wicked wicked like um artwork so i i, I reached out i'm like yo this shit is dope but i also mm-hmm. i also listen to his music too he's like yo we need to make music and um this was like last year july and um 
we got it. We were just talking to each other through Google Translate, and then um, he sent me a few beats. I sent him a few beats. He sent me the control beat, and I actually um, wrote my first and second verse to it and the hook. And then um, he uh, came after, yeah, and he put his his verse on it. And then this is all within like the year. So um, at the end of the year. I was contemplating releasing, we were contemplating releasing it, but I had Girls Give Me Anxiety EP out already, so he's like, yo, let's just release it next year. So next year comes, and I have all of these singles lined up January, February, March, and then April, the album, so I'm like, yo, why don't you release it? Like, you release it under your name. And he's like, yo, I would love to do that. Like, please, can I? I'm like, bro, yeah, you release it, because... Um, I'm afraid that if I release it, it's going to take far too long because I have all these releases lined up. So he ends up releasing it the same day I released by myself. Uh And he has a huge following uh, on Spotify and YouTube and Instagram. Uh So the Brazilian community completely embraced me and they loved the song. And he surprised me even with the video. I had no idea that the video was being made. Of us um, animated and walking and flying. Yo, it looked wicked too. Yeah, I, was I was about to be like, I'm sorry, you spent money? Nah, because I'm just <laughs> like, yo, what the hell is this? Uh, yeah, he surprised me with that. And then, yeah, the, the video just blew up. I had niggas speaking Brazilian, Brazilian Portuguese in my fucking mentions for the past yeah, two weeks. You, yeah, you were the personal ambassador of Google Translate because 100%. you're out here just <laughs> you're out here just with the with the with the Portuguese. You know what I'm saying? Because they did they just show so much love and yeah and it was great. It was just crazy. So I just wanted to make sure that I, I they understood that like you know I hear them and I see them and I'm reading all their tweets and make sure to reply to apply to them too. So yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. Like honestly I was it's, I remember when it released and I was just like, you know, just doing things around the house and just, it's so bouncy. It's just like, you know, I just want to just vibe out and just dance and you like, you know me, I'm doing all my bullshit at my home. Yeah. And, you know, I I showed it to um, my friend, shout out to my friend Michelle uh, and she's Portuguese and like, you know, she was really like, she was vibing to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just like, listen, man, you have. It, it it was a gr- it was a great stamp and it just speaks to just who you are and how you're able to like you know kind of be a chameleon you know what I'm saying mm. when it comes to you know this music shit that like you put in the time and you put in the effort and you're starting to see it pay off and we love to see it you know mm. what I'm saying For sure. um 2020 the album just to revisit that how and you say you speak on the fact that that was that's the album that really changed your life. Mm. And in what capacity would you say, like, you know, it did? Um, well, what happened was before 2020, the album, I was distributing my music through DistroKid. Mm. So DistroKid is just a platform where anybody can sign up. It's like $10 a year. And you put your music through DistroKid and it lands on all the DSPs, Spotify, Apple Music, yada, yada. Um, until I discovered one that's called AWOL. It's not as easy to get into. You actually have to apply and they take a look at your music and your social media and then they let you in. And then once you start releasing music with them, they kind of treat it more so like 
uh, like you're a label artist. So they'll help you with um, playlisting and stuff like that. And then once they see that you're seeing success there, they'll kind of put a little bit more gasoline on the fire and um, put some money your way or marketing your way, whatever, whatever. Uh, until you're basically an established artist. Um, mm-hmm. So with um, with 2020, like the year itself, uh, I had no idea what was in store, especially with the mm-hmm. pandemic and shit. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I wanted to make different music. Um, I listened to Bubble the album, and it completely just shattered my brain. And, oh, I love Bubble. I literally I bought the vinyl because the concert's not gonna happen, so I'm like, wow. I need to have the vinyl. So I <laughs> yeah, that album just literally shattered my brain and kind of threw me into the atmosphere of just being different, sounding different, mm-hmm. wanting to ha- make people dance, and just being on the bounciest shit I could find on the internet. Um, so. Um, I mean, I, I need to speak on like you know my one of my personal favorite Mama said like right uh, yeah so that, that that um I already had all those songs written actually in 2019 and mm. I decided that every month I would drop one one track okay so it started in January say la vie and I dropped that track and I mm. dropped that song on on Distro Kid because with a wall you need at least uh, like four to six weeks lead time before uh, you're able to upload and release a track. So I'm like, okay. Um, March comes and I release Mama Said with AWOL. And I'm like, yo, this is the song that's going to fucking, this is the song that's going to blow me up. Like I had that in my mind. (laughs) It did well, but like it was whatever. But it led me to meeting um, a person named Corey uh, on the AWOL team. And they, since then, have championed me throughout AWOL and they're the reason why I'm even able to even sign a distribution deal at all because they were just championing me. They're from the UK, so they were championing me in UK and Canada and US, anywhere that they could kind of plug my name. Wow. And then it's honestly just the universe because at yeah. that moment AWOL actually opened up a Toronto office. Um so they opened up an office in, in can- for the for the Canadian artists, and they mm-hmm. um, were honestly just at the moment looking to sign or or champion rappers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, what happened? So I released Mama Said. I released Buttercrisp with Cola. I released mm. I'll shout pay- out to Cola. Yeah, shout out Cola is that real quick. Uh, I released I'll Pay You Back on Friday, and I released Buttercrisp Say La Vie. I'll pay you back on Friday. And there's, um, there's one more I'm missing. I thought that was I thought that was it. Cause mm-hmm. it was mom it was mama said. Mama said Oh yeah. Was, mama yeah, said, mama better, said yeah. Chris, la vie, I'll pay you back yeah. on Friday. Yeah. So I released all those then I'm oh and twenty twenty. The single. Mm-hmm. Uh the single itself. And then I'm just like, you know what? Let me just and prior to this I was terrified of putting together an album. Because if I put together an album, I don't want it to just—I don't want people to just sleep on it, mm-hmm. like like the rest, like the rest of the records that are coming out. Um, mm-hmm. Looking at Space from Submarine, Manic Luxury, um, Rap Time Rich. Everybody liked it for a week, and then 
everybody fucked it was, off. It was done. Right? So I'm like, yo, I'm terrified to put on the album because if I put out eight or 12 tracks and I, I put my whole asshole into it and nobody cares, I'm going yeah. to cry. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, prior to that, I was really scared to put out an album, but I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's put, yeah. out, let's put out an album. So I had all those singles. I released all those singles, and then I wrote three more songs, which mm-hmm. is Front and Life Pharrell, Just Be Cool, and um, uh, Broke Boy Anthem. And mm-hmm. I tied it up, gave it to AWOL. Here you go. Crowdfunded for help with uh, finishing the album and hiring PR. Hired PR out in the UK um, for a month campaign because that's all really I could afford. Mm-hmm. Um, boom. Front and Like Pharrell was the focus track. It blew up in a sort of way. Um, it really did. People loved it. I got on um, Independent UK. Um, some smaller blog championed me too. And um, I guess AWOL has access to like just sort of different analytics. So they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like this person is seeing a lot of success, like streaming wise, especially when we're playlisting them. People are not only listening to it, listening to them, but they're saving their music as well. Let's see what's going on here. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually got, I remember I was at Apple, stressed as hell, uh, working retail there. Mm-hmm. And um, what happened was I got a, I got an email from the CEO of Canada, Canada's um, office at AWOL. And he's like, yo, congrats on all the success we've seen through 2020. The album, like, would love to sit down and chat about, like, how we can help you further. I was like, oh, shit. You think it's going to give me some money? <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, <laughs> yeah. they're like asking me like oh well what are my life expenses and blah 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 so i'm over here mm. like calculating how much it would take to move out and this that, and the third and giving them that information it took so long but i finally signed like a small distribution deal hey. um and um that was like the end of the year 2020 and then they saw success even more success with um Girls give me anxiety. People are enjoying that. Those joints. A lot and of then, people really liked Girls Give Me Anxiety. Yeah. But, uh, like, I saw a lot of chatter about that. And you know how our timeline is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just like to really see them. It's like, okay, that's really dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They flubbed a bit because we couldn't get PR in time because okay. of what uh, it was like November. I released it after a day after my birthday. And then. Yeah. December, January is the worst time for artists or journalists or anything like that because everybody's winding down is the holidays. Yeah, so that's right. Nobody's trying to like do any kind drop of work anything. or yeah, drop yeah. anything. Like it's the worst mm-hmm. time to drop music. So I couldn't get any PR help with Girls Giving Anxiety, but it still did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fast forward to now, and um, I'm getting a little bit. I'm getting like people that are outside of the realm of Canadian like hip hop champ- championing me and asking me what I'm doing next and all of this stuff and people reaching out to me and I dropped throw that back 
Throw that, throw that, throw that back. Throw that, throw that, throw that back. Then I had, um, I, uh, I had Head Above the Waters written and recorded last year. So I'm just mm-hmm. now kind of putting everything out and packaging it. So, yeah. And because, like, you know, your, your, your confidence has, you know, continued to ascend and working with other artists, obviously that's not something that you, like, you know, you're new to, but, you know, I love the fact that you and Claremont finally linked up. Mm-hmm. It's about damn time. It's the hardest thing ever. It's not even anything to do with anything other than Claremont just being so, he's very picky and meticulous about the yes. things he works with. And I love that about him. Yeah. Because you can't just stamp your name on every on anything. Exactly. So the fact that he wants to stamp his name on my shit is just like, oh, okay. Maybe I'm actually pretty good. Yeah, because <laughs> listen, if there if there's one thing I know about Claremont is it's like that man does not miss. Right. He has not missed in the amount of time that I've been a fan of his music. Exactly. And you know, it's just a matter of time before he finally starts to get the respect that he deserves here and abroad. Um but yeah, I'm glad that you know you guys finally linked up mm. to like you know to work together, and now you have your new album that has pretty much Harrison all over the place with it. So explain that and yeah. how this album is gonna be a new direction or a continued ascension from where you left off with 2020 and Girls Give Me Anxiety. Mm. Honestly, the great thing about me, I guess, is that. People gravitate towards me because of my personality or the stupid shit that I tweet. And then mm-hmm. they, they stay because my music is actually good. So I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Harrison hadn't listened to my music. Or maybe he did. But he just we just followed each other on Twitter. And then uh, we would see each other tweet like sad shit and actually DM each other and be like, yo, are you okay? Yeah, so yeah. it actually kind of started a friendship. And then I'm like, yo, Harrison. Swing man some beats. And he'd always mm-hmm. be like, yeah, yeah. But he was going through some some shit of his own. And then finally he sent me a pack. And I wrote to all three of those motherfucking shits. And I put them on the album. Yeah. So Harris is on there. And then um, this album's kind of different because it's a little bit more theme focused. Uh, 2020, the album was more so... I kind of just got a, a bunch of records and put them together. and they Yeah, it's a collection. Yeah, it's they, not like a cohesive project. Yeah, they just so happen to fit. Whereas uh, Head Above the Waters, it has a theme. Obviously, yeah. it's just Head Above the Waters and just trying to maintain while the tides are trying to fuck you up and, and yeah. get you under. So um, yeah. that's followed through. And then I have Ray Hammond on there, who is one of my favorite artists in the city. He's from Branson, but... Um, mm. I'm I'm excited to like introduce the the world to him because I know this 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 will be a big project, and I'm hoping that it moves the needle a lot. So yeah. um to for to me for me to have him on there that's good. Then I also have Chris Costello on overtime. Shout um, to Scarborough, you ain't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, and um also uh, Terrell Morris on one of the Harrison tracks too. Did yes. I tell you about me and Terrell's connection? Yes, and it's very weird. It is weird, but shout out to Terrell. Because <laughs> like, what I found, I'm just like, wait, Terrell's an art? Like, Terrell, Terrell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that, that was so weird. I'm just like, fam, I have, like, I, I we've literally, like, hung out as kids mm-hmm. together. Like, his his godmom and my mom are best friends. It's, just like, it's crazy. It's crazy how the city is so small, but it's just like, you just never know. It's just like... 
and and it was uh, it was another friend who was just like, well, yeah, uh, Terrell Morris and everything else. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. I'm just like, wait, this guy looks familiar. I feel <laughs> like I know him. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's really dope. And Terrell Terrell's put out two great projects as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm I'm excited to you know to hear more Toronto artists that like you know a lot of people may not be familiar with, and to really introduce themselves to. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that to go global, you know what I'm saying? Because how many years are we going to say, oh, my God, so much talent, Toronto, woo, woo, woo. I'm just like, okay, but actual, like, a lot of the underground talent that's, like, really coming to shine. And I feel like that's something that you represent, mm-hmm. even if you don't necessarily feel like you're underground or even stepping into a mainstream avenue. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's good. It's great to see that, you know, more eyes are coming up on you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think the thing about me, Terrell, Ray Hammond, and even Chris is it doesn't sound like we're from Toronto. Right. So I feel like that's what kind of makes makes it different and makes it appealing to people that are listening, you know? Yeah. Honestly, another artist I feel like, you know, kind of... Um, sets that kind of tone as well or has that kind of distinct sound that you know isn't very toronto traditional so to speak um you know trey mission Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like that guy i feel like he was a like absolutely ahead of his time Mm -hmm. with his sound like malmaison and stigmata Mm -hmm. orphan black like those are great projects yeah that i feel like not a lot of people in the city appreciate enough mm-hmm. and yet it latches on you know it, it latches in the states and stuff like that you know what i mean i yeah. mean or or in the uk because of like you know that ground connection that he has yeah and i think that with you having the the dance infused sound but at the same time still keeping it conscious within your own self uh, advocating for mental health talking about your own mental health experiences i think that's very important and i also feel like that speaks to generation that you represent like you know millennials and gen z a lot of it being very open with um mental health and and how it affects them and the way that you know you continue to advocate for that even on your timeline bypassing all the fuckery because like you know john knows that you be on your fuckery sometimes that's a lie ma'am that's a lie. That's a lie. But continue. You're not. You're not about to do this. <laughs> not, not on my show. Not when. The, not when there's evidence. Not when there is a whole bunch of memes that Come have on. not been scrubbed from the internet yet. Come on. Okay? Fam, you photoshopped my face. That didn't. Happen. On Batista getting decked <laughs> out by Ordur, fam. That is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I don't even remember why I did it. Oh, be- well, given the fact that, I, I don't know, I was recording a video or I took a picture, like, my face is all mashed up. Yeah, I, like, I was just, I was just screw face. I was oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're just like, nope, I need to take this opportunity. And at the same time, the height of the Blue Jays at the time. Yeah. Um, and then the beef with the with the Rangers and stuff like that. Like, it was it was hilarious. I'm like, wow. Why, why, why I got to be the one getting punched, fam? This, this, this is great. But um, 
outside outside of all that nonsense that you'd be causing in a very entertaining fashion um how how are you mentally and how's like how has that journey been because i know that like i said you're very open about it you speak on it a lot and you know it's something that you are very protective of but at the same time you're transparent so mm. people just know like you know what you're dealing with but how are you you know what I'm saying? yeah um, well, I fucking, it's been a long journey of mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm probably, it's weird, but I'm, I, I like to say that I kind of defeated depression in a way because I went from being depressed uh, and having depressive episodes to sometimes just understanding that I'm down and it's not really kind of. Like, depression is a whole different battle mm-hmm. um, of, like, like it's just different than being being sad. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I've, I've, I, the, the one thing that I've come to learn was once I really understood what it was that I was feeling and why I was feeling certain things, mm-hmm. it was, it was easier to live with those things. So... Even though um, recently, what I've been, what I did was I, I did self-diagnose, but it's because mm-hmm. I was I was really sure of, of of the disorder that I thought that I had, and once I became self-aware of it, it was a lot easier to deal with it because then I could tell myself, um, then I could tell myself that certain things are the the reason why certain things feel this way is because of xyz right whereas before i was just kind of winging it and i had no idea why i was feeling that way um it was hard because after the first supposed wave of the pandemic we actually went back to work and it was just so mentally exhausting Mm-hmm. And I was disassociating a lot because everything just felt so weird and um, it it impacted me a lot uh, with my anxiety and being outside was just so daunting. And, and especially like being outside and helping motherfuckers trying to find MacBooks, it, was just, yeah. <laughs> just, it just felt so unfulfilling and just such a waste of time. Absolutely. No, no matter how much money I'm making, it just felt like a waste of time to me. And um, I've also just been taking medication for a very, very long time. And that has helped stabilize my depression, my anxiety, and not having fucking panic attacks every 30 minutes. Um, but that's something that I've had for a very, very long time, but still was experiencing like severe depression. And one, I, I really just had a breakthrough moment. And it also has to do with like just me being able to do things that I actually enjoy versus having to wake up in the morning and go to a job that's not fulfilling at all for me or treats me like shit. So, mm-hmm. um, so there's so many factors. Like there's not one solution to kind of overcoming your mental health and it never really leaves. It's always there. It's just like, you got to learn how to kind of maintain life with it. 
So once I learned all of those things, because I just dealt with it for so long, um, it stopped impacting me in ways that it would before so severely. And um, I just had to learn about Mm -hmm. how, how the brain works and like just understanding that it has nothing to do with anything other than your brain literally being ill. Like, if you were to fucking fall and break your ankle, uh-huh. your your ankle's broken. Like it's fucked up. Like same thing happens with mental health. You you go through a trauma or you go through something, um, and it fucks your brain up. So, uh-huh. what are the things that you can do to heal it, in a sense, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, when I when I found those things, whether by accident or whether through spirituality or researching things by myself. Shout out to Reddit because Reddit has a lot of information. Reddit and, is crazy. And, I'm not even on it, but Reddit is nuts. Yeah, Reddit is crazy because it has a lot of information, but also communities of people that suffer the same things you do. So mm-hmm. they are sharing their stories and you're relating to them and you're understanding, okay, so I'm not crazy. Like, this is literally something that's happening to thousands of people at the same time. Um, and people will give you help and solutions and how to get through what what they've gone through. So, honestly, finding that community and um, on top of, like, my medication, on top of, like, finding sp- spirituality and just trusting the universe, in a sense, has brought me to not being as severely depressed as I was within the last probably five or so years because 2016, 2017, 2018, even 2019 were really, really, really bad for me. Yeah. And um, having overcome those things, I kind of don't want to go back. So I'm maintaining as much as I can. Um, and making sure that I'm taking care of myself and I understand what it is that I need in order to take care of myself as well. That's awesome. And honestly, I'm very happy to hear that you've been able to make great strides and to do, do the work to really understand what you're going through, seeing a lot of other people going through the same things as you so that you can continue to further educate yourself. And, you know, I think you figure it out in your own way. Obviously therapy is is like, you know, works for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. but people throw themselves into different outlets that can be very beneficial. And I'm glad that you found that for yourself, you know what I'm saying? Because not a lot of people do. A lot of people still struggle every single day. Mm -hmm. And I think that what's great about the fact that you're an artist is that you can speak more to that your own personal journey that's what makes you more relatable mm. i guess that's what makes you more likable as well you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. because of the fact that uh, you know people can relate to you on a level that's deeper than just you know the surface of where your lyrics reside you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and that's awesome man i'm proud of you for that um that's a that's a that's a major accomplishment and you should be proud every single day because i know that there 
there were dark days. Mm. Hell, I feel like everybody had like a shit 2019. I hated 2019. Yeah, 2019 was fucking awful. Like, I oh. hated it. I wanted, I, I didn't even, like, I didn't even enjoy my 30th birthday mm. and all that stuff. Like, I put on a brave face, faked it the whole time. Mm-hmm. But I, I hated 2019. Yeah, so it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> oh, bad God. vibes, bad vibes. But yeah, I but just... what saves the whole <laughs> blood clot thing? And then 2020 just pop up like, oh, pandemic. Yeah. But 2020 was still good yeah major you know what i'm saying like i still saw a lot of improvements within myself because i had to really shed a lot of you know nonsense and really broke myself down and transformed in a way where i can't believe where i'm at in 2021 like i'm i i know i'm a different person but i can't believe that i'm like the same person right you know what i'm saying like and it's a it's a beautiful thing and I just want you to continue to experience all the beautiful things, all the success in the world. And this next album, it's very exciting. And I'm excited for everything that, you know, will come to be for you. What are some, what are some goals that you want to hit? Obviously, you know, we talking money now, you know what I'm saying? Man's got the advances, you know what I'm saying? We got the new spot, you know what I'm saying? Man's about oh to get a puppy, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. <laughs> What's good? Like, yo, what do, what do you say right now? Like, yo, what what happens from here from? Like, what what is the next level up for you? Like, what do you envision for yourself? Let's manifest right now, fam. What are we claiming right now, bro? bro? I have no fucking idea, dog. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just want... To ha- be comfortable enough, I just want to be comfortable financially and start a family and Aww, coll- so collab with my favorite artists. That's it, literally. Okay, Maybe. so who's on your dream collab list? Oh, lot. Um, definitely, obviously, hundred percent, Kid Cudi. Yeah. Mick Jenkins, Kate Trinata, Masego, Rico Nasty, Kalani. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, Some names, right? Corday would be cool. Anderson Park, SZA, all the people that I just listen to. Yeah. You know, Ari Lennox, like. Yo, I feel like Ari's next album is gonna like really punch us on the face gonna because be she's hella working stupid. with she's working with heavy hitters on yeah. her next album. So I think the writing and production are going to be top tier and I can't wait. Yeah. SZA's new album is going to be crazy too. Yeah, she's it's... already like, you know, basically two for two or three for three, depending on like, you know, how many of the songs that you've heard, mm. but it's been nuts. She needs to drop that. The second song from the good days video. Mm-hmm. It's bothering her about it. Nuts. <laughs> it's crazy still. Yeah, so I'm just I'm I'm excited for you, and like I don't see why you can't, you know, work with all these people because if we've seen the power of the internet, look at look at Amorphous. Yeah, crazy. Like what? Like this man was just like you know making his like you know short documentaries and all this other stuff. Like that's when like he was like really pushing, and then he started just doing all these mixes and shit like that. And it's just like, it's really dope. And then mm-hmm. he just blew up and the man got a song and all this. I'm yeah. just like, that's how it works nowadays. It's crazy. Not the man's he's working with Kehlani as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's really, it's really nuts. So I'm just like, I don't see why it can't happen for you. You know what I'm saying? hundred percent. So before we get out of here, obviously promo the album, but what are some things you'd like to shout out? 
What do you want people to look forward to? What's popping? Talk to the people. Mm, just look out for the album and actually buy that shit and the merch. Buy that shit. I'm getting my throw pillow alive. I'm putting out one throw pillow. I'm joking. Nah, I'm putting out the throw pillow still. It's sick. You know I need one because like, you know, as I currently look at my 2020 uh, throw pillow, it's very nice. I need another <laughs> one to match. <laughs> Yo, I might bring back the mug. Fam, I need a new. I need a next uh, mug too. Then I might bring back the mug, but yeah, I'm not, bro. Honestly, I'm just fucking every day. I'm just relaxing. I'm just chilling. I'm not. I don't have any pressure on me right now, other than getting this album out. So yeah, just continue to support the the dogs, them, and Ziet. You know, Ziet. Well, <laughs> thank you for joining me, Deja. Love you very much. It was a pleasure, dog. Love you too. No you know what it is. No homo. Uh. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know how <laughs> to say all that because I'm like, but that doesn't. Really... No homo, dog. Come on, man. Don't you? Don't you mean no hetero? No, no homo, bro. <laughs> Oh, oh my god thank you everybody for listening to episode 21 of the yo6 podcast i'm sure that i will be more frequent with this as i'm slowly getting back into the comfortability of recording podcasts again and really getting stepping into that element because the one year anniversary is coming up so that's gonna be hilarious but for now support the dogs them support the gal them you already know what i want you know what i'm saying defund the why them you're up vote out bro. tory and vote out ford and vote out trudeau in 2022 that is my new team yo autumn after that's weird yo it's the vacuies dog you're obnoxious <laughs> you're obnoxious as fuck bro I am, but i don't care bro i'm trying to i'm trying to get injected so i can fly out fam like wow go on i'm trying to inject myself in something else you know oh my god bro <laughs> This is a family podcast. Is it? I be cussing on here. I know my mom. I know my mom listens yeah. from time to time. So you but it's fine. Like... You know, I'm grown. I'm I'm 31 years old. It's okay. Oh, you old as fuck, nigga. Wow, you really you really want to do this? God damn, bro. Nigga, how old are you? Shut, shut the podcast off. This nigga needs to go fucking put his dentures in. Okay, first of all, I'm about to do a whole facial, so you better relax. I'm about to put on a face mask. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in this free volcanic clay mask. With the serum, sounds you know like, what I'm saying? Sounds like some wash nigga shit. I don't know. No, it's some it's some beautiful nigga shit. I'll tell you that much. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, trying man. to trying to have this seat clean. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, bro, get the vaccine, bro. Get us outside. Get us outside immediately. <laughs> but yes, please follow DJ SB and all of their adventures. From now till forever. But for now, that's my word, and it sticks.